Yes, welcome back to How Did I Get Here? This is, of course, the show where we're asking people, well, how did you get here? Another sporting episode today, and my guest is a cricketer with the Perth Scorcher, Scorchers, I should say. He had a very big role in the 2023 BBL Grand Final. Uh, he's also a full-time accountant. We'll get into that in a bit. Uh, but first, we want to ask the question, how did you get here? Nick Hobson is my guest today. Nick, thanks so much for joining me. Thanks, Charlie. Thanks for having me. It should be a bit of fun. Yeah, it should be. Let's start where all good things start at the beginning. Uh, when did you start first getting interested in sport and, you know, especially cricket? Yeah, good question. I think um, growing up, I was just a typical kid who wanted to play footy in the winter, cricket in the <laughs> summer. Um, big West Coast Eagles fan, right, so yeah. um, wanted to have the number nine on my back to be like Ben Cousins. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, it's probably, look, to be honest, it was probably around the age of six, I reckon, when you start getting into that mm. low-level junior sport. And, and um, yeah, went down to the Claremont Netherlands Cricket Club around then, so that was when I first got into cricket. Mm. Of course, Claremont Netherlands is a bit of a producer of some pretty big cricket players. But you, you mentioned there you also played footy. Was it always cricket was the major focus, or was there ever a hope of a footy career? Um, I wish I could say there was hope. <laughs> wasn't quite fast enough, to be honest. Mm. But um, look, I was probably one of those kids who developed a little bit later in high school. Right. Um, and in sport and generally. But um, yeah, I absolutely love my footy. But it got to that age of probably 14 or 15 where um, the other kids really shot up and I was a little bit slower. And um, cricket favoured that a bit more. And um, like everything, you follow the things that you're slightly better at. So went towards cricket absolutely uh for you as a student what kind of role did sport play yeah huge i mean looking back uh through high school sport was the highlight mm. <laughs> um of school um like yourself scotch college boys yeah, yeah so, of course <laughs> um friday and saturdays were often footy in winter and, and cricket in summer and it was such fond memories playing with your mates um and then i guess through university um it was still an age where you play a lot with your mates um, and, yeah, just a lot of enjoyment, really, when I think back to that. Now, outside of cricket, you are, you are pretty clever. Like, what kind of student were you? How would you describe yourself? Um, I probably didn't switch on until probably year 11 or 12, right. I reckon. yeah, yeah. Um, where I started to put um, a little bit more focus on my academic life and then even through university, I'd say my focus was probably more towards sport, in particular cricket. Yeah. Um, my marks were steady, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, they wouldn't, um, none to write home about. Favourite subject? Favourite subject, year 12 history. Actually. History. Really yeah. loved history. Um, I don't know why. I just I just really loved it. And I feel like I know the, exactly the teacher you're thinking <laughs> about. We, we won't mention him here. Uh, no names. <laughs> other side of the coin, least favourite subject? Least favourite subject. Um, I don't know why. I just don't really like English. Yeah, yeah, a controversial subject. <laughs> controversial. Uh, no, no, but, you know, it's all it's all preferences. Uh, so coming out of school, was it aspirations always for a, a career in sport and cricket? Yeah, I think so. Like, mm. um, you know, it's, cricket's very different to AFL footy where course, traditionally yeah. guys finish school um, and they get drafted a year or two after and it's a very, like, linear pathway. I think cricket's got um, a lot broader scope where you often don't get your chance until a little bit later. Mm. But um, in saying that, yeah, straight after school, I actually went, had uh, six months in the UK playing over there. It's something I always wanted to do. And then came back and got into the pathway system in WA um, yeah. at under-19 level. And I think once I kind of got that taste out of school that I started to progress, it was definitely an ambition from there. Mm. You make a good point because especially here in WA, you know, footy, there's, yeah. there's two teams in WA. There's 18 teams across the country. Cricket, 
there's countless leagues across the world. There's three mm. different kinds of cricket. You know, is there a bit of uncertainty going into a like trying to go into a career of cricket? Yeah, I think so. Like mm. it's like you said, that's probably um, particularly now for the kids who are finishing school or or you know the age of kind of eighteen to twenty one. There's so many different types of cricket you can play. Yeah, a lot of leagues. But um, to be honest, it's actually slightly different to footy where there's 18 teams of 40 or guys on the list you've got six states with um yeah not as many on a list so yeah, yeah around 20 odd mm. so it can be a lot harder to to get a go and i think um that is as positive and negatives to both right yeah absolutely uh, so you graduate school in 2011 um yeah. but you don't debut till for the scorchers till 2019 what's the yeah. intermediate period like for you what what happens in those eight years uh, big, big question, but yeah, yeah big question. <laughs> a fair bit. Yeah. Um, look, I actually, uh, so I think I've touched on. I was in the pathway program mm. in the under 19s, year or two after school. Um, did a couple of stints to the UK. Um, that just, was for Durham, was it? Yeah, yeah I was up yeah. in Durham, yeah. which was great connection through a Scotch career coach there. And then yeah. uh, at the age of 21, I got what's called a rookie contract. Mm-hmm. So that's um, for young players in the. Um, pathway system for the Wacker. So that was like my first full-time cricket contract. And I don't know, I did not have a very good year, to be yeah. honest. Um, you know, your typical, I was probably more your over-trainer, over-thinker, over-analyzer. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was one year on the system and then contract was done. So uh, I finished my university studies and then um, got into well, what my job is now as an accountant at EY. And mm. Um, that probably from professional sense, um, as in paying the bills, that's what <laughs> yeah. I did for years. But I always cricket was always there in the background and a balance. Mm. Um, I don't know how much detail you want to go into, but then obviously, like yeah, you mentioned, yeah. the debut in 2019. Mm. Well, so before we get there, you know, playing for youth teams like the under 19s, the under yeah. 23s, you know, it's a kind of cricket we don't often get a whole lot of coverage on until yeah. you know you. Um, go into the professional teams mm. what's that actually like what's that environment like for an up-and-coming cricketer yeah look they're really interesting like mm. um, cricket's probably a little bit different to AFL footy where there's massive list changes you get small list changes so a lot of the guys you play you know I played a fair bit of second 11 cricket where you with a similar bunch of guys you get to know mm. so fortunately WA was a, a great group of guys but yeah you again Cricket's different. You travel for a whole week when you go away, so you spend weeks away. Um, look, they're, they're good fun, but like any pro sport, the guys in the seconds want to play in the first, yeah, right? Yeah. So very competitive environments, um, often on the road, but, yeah, with good people. Mm. And then uni's happening at the same time. I think it was UWA here in Perth. Yeah. Uh, what's that like, balancing the two? Um, not too bad, to be honest. Yeah. I think uni was a lot easier than, than work life, obviously, because yeah. a bit of flexibility. Um, so, you know, I think I was fortunate in some aspects where cricket wasn't full-time straight out of school. So in some ways it forced my hand to be at uni full-time, but I think that's, um, a blessing to have that balance in life. And, uh, for me, it was a commerce degree for other guys and other things, but, uh, that period, um, while you're at uni is still plenty of time, I think, to, to train enough to be a pro cricketer. Absolutely. Uh, Let's move now to 2019. First game for the Scorchers. You come into bat at sixth and you follow the lineup, a, a pretty impressive lineup. So Bancroft, Marsh, Marsh, Turner, Cartwright. You, you walk out to the crease. What's going through your head at this stage? Oh, um, unbelievable amount of nerves. <laughs> um, 
I remember walking out, Shaw Marsh was at the other end, uh, who absolutely idolised as a left-hander from WA. Absolutely, yeah. Um, absolute gun. And it's just weird things. I remember back when you debut, your emotions are just on such high levels that things you don't really grab your attention or you think about um, all of a sudden do. For example, I remember the bowler running in from one of my first or second ball and I was noticing the grill in front of my face, which is something that you just never notice. It's just second nature to have a grill in front of you. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, it just feels like everything's a lot harder. Your emotions are a lot higher. Um, but yeah, I basically, I think I was four off seven or eight balls. Wasn't doing too well. And then I got <laughs> dropped on the boundary, went for six, and then I hit a four and I was all right. And then the other end, Sean Marsh just went ballistic. <laughs> we put on... I think he finished at 96 on that game or something. Sean finished yeah. 96, yeah. yeah. We put on 60, but I only contributed 15. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was about 15 in that game. Uh, you know, it, it was a tight game in the end. I think Thunder won in the final over or something. Uh, how do you view that game on reflection? Yeah, look, it was actually... Oh God, it feels a long time ago now, but we were... Um, it was like a season where we had a lot of almost, like a lot of close mm. close losses, and particularly at home, they can kind of hurt your season. So, um, you know, you always want to start with a win, sing the team song, um, <laughs> have those memories. But, yeah, it was a weird feeling because you're very excited to make your debut, but obviously disappointed to lose. I know that season, it probably wasn't the best in Scorch's history. Yeah. You know, d- does early losses, does that help build character? I guess so. Look, it actually exposed a lot of guys that year who play with us now. Like um, Matt Kelly had a big role. Yeah. Aaron Hardy debuted that year. Um, so guys that traditionally um, people might not have heard before that had a bit of a go and mm. we're kind of seeing the rewards of that now, yeah. the, the success. So, yeah, mm. it does build character. Before we get to the, the current current season, you know, throughout the past few years, as you mentioned, you're encountered at EY. Uh, you've been balancing the sport and that career. Obviously, you know, you're a full-time accountant and T20 is not a full-time sport. How do you, yeah. how do you balance the two? Uh, <laughs> it's tough, to be honest. Um, mm. the, it's made a little bit easier in the last few years. I've had a, a contract with it, but there was a period where I was working and didn't have a contract, so I was working five days a week um, trying to play club cricket. Um, obviously, still very much enjoy that, but yeah. um, the time investment to play professionally um, is a lot so um, that balance was was pretty difficult but probably in the last two years or so I've gone to like a four-day work week where mm. um, thanks to having a contract just gives me a little bit more flexibility of course um, to to train and prepare for the tournament because I don't know obviously during the tournament you're busy traveling and playing but a lot of the time as an athlete is that time preparing mm. um, so I guess that's been the balance i've had it's really unique but <laughs> it's the way it is like at its core cricket is a bit of a numbers game yeah does the accounting have anything to do with that like does it help yeah well maybe like i think um <laughs> or do you just love numbers i don't know i, don't know. <laughs> I guess like people wouldn't really think about it but limited overs mm. cricket is very much like run rate and mm. ball, yeah, yeah. runs off balls required economy and, like, and- Economy and even the field settings and the number of people you can have out. It's all pretty linear. So I guess maybe that side of the brain tickles my fancy. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's move now to this most recent season. Uh, in more than a few games this season, a couple changes to the batting lineup at the start of the season, especially with yeah. Mitch Marsh going out, ankle injury. You come into the side, you know, how do you how do you take on the big bash this season? What's your mindset going into it? Yeah, like um, look, it probably goes back to the end of the previous season. Yeah, we. Um, 
you know, had success winning over East mm-hmm. and um, I was in the squad away the whole time but didn't play many games. So, like everyone, you're really motivated to get that spot in the team. So, I um, just put, like, a much bigger focus on my power hitting in the off-season and trying to get that spot for the starting 11. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, like you said, we had some late pullouts and I probably wouldn't have played if Mitch was free in <laughs> brutal honesty. <laughs> and um, that spot opened up and it just gave me a start um, and then lucky enough to play every game this year. Just just reflecting on this season for now, do you view it as, as kind of your best season yet? Yeah, personally it was, but yeah. it was actually quite strange. That I had like these long periods where often I wasn't required batting mm-hmm. down the yeah. order of number six. But, um, you know, the hardest thing for any sportsman is consistency. And mm. um, when you're starting out or inexperience you just need that experience and i think just the ability for me to play all the games even though i didn't bat every time um held me in really good stead when it mattered right at the end in the in the final mm. but you did put together a good season you know i think there was a 46 in there at some stage was yeah. that this year yeah um and you come into the side for the final against the heat here in perth yeah what's the feeling like ahead of that match um look pretty i mean the group was really confident yeah um we'd obviously had really good form with a number of guys in form and I think our team's pretty experienced where the guys are, are pretty level in general. Um, it's probably different to like traditionally footy where guys go to the MCG. It's a whole different environment game day. I mean, we were going to play at our home ground, so there was a lot of familiarity about it, but um, they're actually just really exciting games to play in. Um, yeah. And everyone could kind of sense a bit of a build-up and, and the crowd. So I think excitement was the, the feeling in the lead-up. Mm. Going into the game now, you know, Heat put together a, a decent target um, for Scorcher to chase. Scorcher's batting. There's been a few outs. Inglis goes out. You're in. Um, that long walk out to the crease, there's 53,000 people there. It's not like footy where you just walk on and you're, you're playing. Yeah. There's, there's a long walk out. What's that? What's that actually like? Yeah. And it, it's, it, you know, there's a bit of a shaky feeling in the crowd, I, I would say. At oh, this you stage, can yeah. sense crowd nerves. Don't yeah. worry about that. When you're a player, <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you can feel crowd nerves. You're not immune to that. Um, yeah, it's, uh, you've got 80 seconds, I think, where there's a timer mm. now that you have yeah. to face your first ball. So most batters have a bit of a routine. So me, it's like left leg over the rope first, little superstition, <laughs> bit of a run out right, just yeah. to warm the hamstrings up. Um, and then, yeah, before you know it, probably after about 10 seconds, you're meeting, 10, 15 seconds, you're meeting your partner. So was Ash for a ball or two. Yep, yep. Um, we'll get into then, that in a sec. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure we will. And then, um, yeah, you take guard. But you, like you said, it's just like a little bit of nervous buzz when you hear the crowd, when you walk out to bat, particularly mm. at that point. At that point in that final, there was definitely, I was in the crowd that day, there was yeah. definitely a bit of nerves. And then you, you, you come out and they run out with Ashton Turner. There's, there's a little bit... You know, I, I don't want to call it a mistake, but, you oh, know. no, it was a mistake. It was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll let you call it that. What happened there? You know, what, like, what's, can you, yeah. Yeah, I'm happy to shed light on it. Like, yeah. you can laugh about it now. It was yeah. like, um, basically, I, I went out there and I knew from ball one had to show intent and try and get the scoreboard ticking because we were, we needed about two of all or just under. So, mm. I remember hitting the shot and it going down to fine leg but I I pulled it I was on the back foot so all my weight was back and all I could hear was Ash yelling two 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 so I hadn't actually seen where the ball went um I've run down the other end turned thinking oh the fielder won't even have the ball yet take three steps Ash has obviously seen me take three steps started running the other way um and then all of a sudden I see the keeper catch it and I was like what 
So I've I've stopped. It's like your natural reaction as a cricketer. Mm. Um, and then I have this moment where I try and cross over with Asher. He stays in and me out because he was he was doing so well. Um, so yeah, it was a blur. And then yeah, just a big groan from the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> there was a bit of that. Um, but then Cooper Connolly comes yeah. out, and not many people have heard of this kid before that day. You know, he's faced a handful of balls in the BBL. He just starts to dominate, and you can feel the crowd start yeah, getting excited. You know, you're up there with him. What what was that like? Yeah, that third last over was the one that mm. Coop took down. So probably um, from a cricketer's perspective, like an analytical perspective, we knew that was the over that we had to take down to yeah. get back in the game or their bowler, the other the bowlers who were on the last two, we felt like were harder to get away than the guy bowled the third last over. So... Um, the first one, Coop got out, and I think everyone was, was happy. But by that last ball of the third last over, that roar when he hit that six yeah. was unbelievable. And if you just feel the momentum um, come back in our favour and the crowd start to get behind us a bit more. Do you feel the excitement as the crowd kind of amps up? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, you know, they talk about in sport, like home crowd advantage with noise. And mm. I think that was definitely the case. Um, and, you know, the first or second ball of, second last over Cooper got dropped really high ball and that was so loud <laughs> and that's yeah. where you can see the Brisbane heats body language change and that crowd noise really start to become a factor mm. yeah final over yeah. you're at the bat 10 runs unneeded uh I'll let you tell the story just, just what happened um it was you know it was bizarre even with two overs to go so mm. me and Coop uh hadn't battled a lot so a yeah. lot in the nets um, with the coaches, we would walk in and it would be, all right, you need 20 off 10. Mm. You need 17 off 8. And they'd give a scenario, a bit of a field, and that was how you'd start your net. Yeah. So it was trying to simulate us in a game. So I remember looking up, going, all right, um, 20 off 10. Uh, sorry, 20 off 12 we needed. Yeah. And then 10 off 6. Yeah. So this is our last over. And that is so often like we'd be in these scenarios in the nets when we were prepping. Right. And I was like, I can't actually believe like it's come down to this. <laughs> and in a uh, final as well. I know, like in it. a final, the final ball. Um, and you could just hear that buzz of the crowd that you were talking about earlier. It was like this nervous nervousness between overs. And, uh, yeah, I just remember saying to Coop the same things we're talking about, just like be nice and still get a good base. Mm. Strong shots. If it's not there, get off strike. Um, so Coop's first one he hit down to long on. Um, and I actually felt really confident, like if I had a couple of balls – I'd be fine. Um, and, I mean, to state the obvious, when you're chasing 10 in an over, you want a boundary in the first two balls. Yeah. That's, like, the goal. Yeah. Boundary first two balls. Put the pressure back on him. So, yeah, I was... Um, he bowled a full toss to Cooper first ball the last over, Michael Nessa, and I was thinking that he would pull his length back a little bit. Mm. So I sat really deep in the crease and then was a little bit surprised to get a full toss and just... It's amazing what adrenaline can do. Just adrenaline straight through the ball. I don't even remember feeling contact. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I looked up and the ball was sailing. I knew straight away it was six. Yeah. And everyone behind the ball was standing on their feet. It was the most surreal feeling. Um, and then, yeah, the needing we needed then three or four balls. And I was so amped up. <laughs> so I just swung as hard as I could at the next one. It went sailing over the top and... Celebration started. History's made. Yeah, <laughs> celebration started. Yeah, so immediately after, you know, you and Cooper Connolly, you're hailed as heroes, you know, you get to lift up the trophy. That has to be a highlight of the career, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I think the whole emotion with finals, particularly close finals, mm. um, doing it with Coop, who, I don't know, we just have 
bit of a special bond now. He's of course, a, yeah. a great kid. Um, and then, you know, even dating back to, you know, we started with Claremont Eddie's we were talking about earlier. Um, Matt Kelly and Steve Eskenazi were two guys. So mm. we had three of the 11 were Claremont um, originals. And mum sent me a photo before the <laughs> final um, of us winning the 06, 07, under 12s. Oh. The three of us. So... <laughs> Um, it was a bit of nostalgia and yeah, to have those guys you've been mates for life with, um, it was just really special. I, I can absolutely imagine uh, after the final, you know, I imagine there's celebrations. Is it, is it back to work? Uh, <laughs> a week <laughs> in between, uh, week off, yeah. week off. Fair so enough. I kind of don't work at all during the big bash. Yeah, yeah. So they give me, um, really flexible. And then, uh, I actually called them. It was, they made a bit of a news article about it, but I called, um, I called work the week before the final and um, my boss said, you're not coming back Monday. He said, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually, I was pretty tired from all the games, but um, I said, look, oh, it's right to have a, um, a week off after. I didn't expect the final to be the way it was, <laughs> but hey, all worked out. All worked out in the end. Uh, look into the future, you know, big bash is over for the season. Um, what's next for you? Yeah, good question. Um, from a cricket perspective, probably, uh, like you said, there's a lot of T20 leagues opening up around yeah, the world. Yeah, um, they are very hard to get into, but equally, you're going to put your hand, everyone's going to put their hand out for them. So, um, yeah, be really interested in playing some cricket over the winter. What exactly that looks like, I've no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I'd say that's immediately next, and then you just see what you can do from there. Mm. As we finish off the podcast, we always like to ask a couple of reflection questions. You know, yeah. looking looking back on your career, um, it, it's not a traditional cricket career as as we often look at it in the media. Yeah. Uh, any anything you changed and any any lessons you've learned along the way? God, that's a good question. Mm. Um, oh God, I, I don't know. Like, yes, or would you change things in some ways? No, in some ways, yes. Like, yeah. you always wish you played more and. Everyone's the same. They want to play in, in big games and from younger age. But um, I've actually just enjoyed my T20 cricket so much in the last 12, 18 months. Um, maybe that's something I should have tried a bit earlier. <laughs> um, in particular, like, it's a bit like golf at the moment where players are putting a lot of time into, like, their swing speed and trying to hit the ball further. And I get so much fun out of that. So um, maybe that should have been a lesson I, I went for earlier. But um, in saying that, work gave me like a great perspective on life and, right, and balance yeah. and how to manage things that um, in some ways I wouldn't want to change that. And now something a hypothetical we ask everyone here on the show, you know, 15-year-old yeah. Nick, he's sitting right in front of you, sitting next to you on that couch. Uh, what advice are you giving him? Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't follow the next 15 years. <laughs> um, oh, it's a really good question. I think it's so cliched that you say, oh, like enjoy your sport, but... Yeah. Um, you know, particularly professional sport, you um, put a lot of pressure on yourself to perform. Um, and it's something I'm as guilty of when I'm younger. Um, mm. So it's probably just to slow down, enjoy the ride a bit more and um, have some fun. Absolutely. Can't say it any better than that. That is the Nick Hobson story. Uh, you can find us, student underscore edge on Instagram, student edge on TikTok. Search us up, student edge, or how did I get here on YouTube and head to studentedge.org for all our articles, podcasts, deals, competitions, career tips, education advice and much, much more. Nick, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks, Charlie. Thanks so much.